You're the white rap kid from 90210. You're Brian Austin Green, right? I used to be an actor, but now I'm following my true love. And you should not be listening to the show. No, we, we do want them to listen to the show. Oh, come on. Why would we want, want them to do that? Because it's a, it's a podcast. Why else would we be recording? Because when you're printing cheese, who cares? You're listening to With Brian Austin Green. Here are your hosts, Brian Austin Green and Derek Russell. We uh, we recording? We're rolling. Yes, we are. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to With Brian Austin Green. I'm your host, Brian Austin Green. This is my co-host, Derek Russell. Hello, hi there. And uh, and we have uh, we have Tim helping us out today, reading all six of your questions. Greetings. Tim, Tim the intern, or as I like Tim to call the him, intern. As I like to call him, Tim Turn. <laughs> how, oh, how, uh, were you thinking about that all night, <laughs> Derek? Was that like just you're a, like, oh, this is gonna be a good one. There with a notepad, I was like, oh, Tim Turn. I gotta come up with something <laughs> perfect. <laughs> gotta come up with just the I'll perfect take it. thing. Awesome. Tim's been handling social media for us. Uh, for a while that's now. why it's been so much better thank you tim yeah. uh, no no lie there. i know about that but <laughs> well, it's, it's better than what derek's offered so he has compiled your questions that you sent in and is going to ask wait my us. questions or no these are these are the ones that uh all six all I'm, seven I'm, of our listeners all eight of our listeners i'm talking I'm to the eight listeners their their questions that they have yes. sent in for I assume mostly for Brian. We have not seen. Thank these. you, thank you for being loyal listeners, all eight of you. I appreciate it. <laughs> We've not. Well, I have to say there were eight pages I had to go through and narrow down. So oh, so for... each each listener got a page. Yeah. Got a page of questions. Yeah, nice. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, perfect. This coming in is right, we're right at a year since our live show. Uh, Are we? Yeah. Is today a year? Well, this I think this weekend is. It's My been goodness. one year since our live show and seven yeah. years since quarantine started. So it's oh, uh, man. <laughs> it's right. hard to gauge. Year you've had the cast of 90210. This year you have some mumbly guy in his 20s. But okay, <laughs> well, you'll, you'll do fine. We have, <laughs> we have the utmost faith in you, Tim. All right. So fire away. Okay. Just starting off right away. And this one is actually from yours truly because this is how I first became a fan of Ryan because – not to my age, my twenties. I didn't watch 90210, but oh, nice! It was, it was streaming. Oh, through. yours, yours truly meaning you. Yeah. You see yeah. how I put all that together? Yes, you're a genius. Thanks. <laughs> it was okay. I like service. Tim already. It's okay. Brian didn't watch 90210 either. So. <laughs> if a streaming service ever wanted to revive Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, would you be yeah. down to return? And what yeah. do you think that would look like ten years on? With like, you'd have to change the plans they had i assume yeah derek reese in a walker derek well, reese in a wheelchair in a in a hover round i mean i can go off-roading they have arnold in the movies still and how old <laughs> yeah but dude have you seen him throw a punch it's like slow motion <laughs> um i mean who doesn't see that one coming um yeah no i totally would that show was awesome man I, josh friedman the creator was amazing the cast was amazing the uh the guest cast that we had every week was amazing. That show was really well uh, put together. I thought like I was, that was one of the jobs that I've done that I was really, really proud of. Um, not many of them, but that was one of them. Not blowing smoke. That in my opinion, is the best thing to come out of the franchise since T2. So but. thank you. 
Thank Question you. Question number two from somewhere underscore down underscore there. What was it like recording <laughs> Carnival? Parentheses. Dope record, by the way. Close parentheses. And do you think it got the credit it deserved? Somewhere underscore down underscore there doesn't think it did. Hmm. Uh, thank you, somewhere down there. Um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I- I've talked about recording the album before a little bit on here. Um, it was really, it, it wasn't anything that I had planned on doing. I hadn't, I hadn't planned on, uh, ever being an artist or, or having a deal with someone like Babyface at the time who he was, he was king of the world at that point. Um, I, uh, I met someone who is now one of my, one of my two best friends, uh, Trey Hartson, Slim Kid Trey from the far side. Um, we, uh, we had a really good time doing that album. It was fun. Um, do I think it was underrated? I don't know. I mean, it was, it was a fun album. I, you know, hip hop music in general is very, it's, it's subjective. Um, I, you know, I think, I think at the time when I did that, it wasn't what, uh, it wasn't what people or the label were expecting. They were expecting because I was from 90210 that I was going to do a pop album. Um, and I, I didn't, um, so, you know, I don't think, I don't think they really knew how to market it at the time. And, and that was, that was a point when hip hop was, uh, was really big. It was really mainstream. Um, and so it was the people that listened to hip hop were very particular about what they were listening to. And there were, there were artists that were really unbelievable. And I was just sort of having fun within an industry that, uh, in, in a, and a genre that I, I loved and, and completely connected with. Um, but, uh, yeah, it might've been, it might've been a little underrated. I mean, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if underrated is the word. I think it was overlooked. Um, I think because of the show and because of who I was, people, um, people didn't really give it a chance. They, 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 they sort of, uh, they sort of just shuffled past it and, and assumed that it was, it was garbage, which some people still, still think it's garbage. Um, good on them. I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm, I'm sure what, what was his name? Who gave us the one star? I'm sure he would, he would also agree that it Patrick. was garbage. Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Good old Patrick. Um, I'm sure it was a, it was a one star album for him. Um, I like that I'm I'm I'm, I'm bogarting because this was your question. I like that. Uh, <laughs> please, please bogart away because it was, it's really fucking boring for both, for all eight of our listeners to just hear me speak. Both live year events, people brought that like they wanted you to see that they had it or, or sign it or something. Like I, I love right. that, that 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 people. I love that it's not forgotten that people still remember it. Well, you say you say both years like both years were were. Big. I mean, we had like 30 people the first year. <laughs> it was, it was, well, don't discount the people that were there. They're still, they still I'm not matter. discounting the people that are there. I'm, I, I think I might be discounting my album a little bit. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, it hasn't been forgotten. <laughs> no, uh, Amazon did that. It's down to 49. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Amazon selling it for two dollars. If you buy season five of nine hundred two one zero, they they throw it in for free. Here, take this, please. <laughs> okay, we have, we have a bunch of these <laughs> that we haven't been able to get rid of. We've been using so them. it's we, a bonus for for purchasing something. We've been using them to level the coffee table, but uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Speaking of music, TV Gal Pix wants to know if you're still producing music, and if so, is it for anyone you can mention or that we would know of? I am still producing music. Um, I'm 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 only producing stuff for uh, for new artists at the moment. Um, just because I, you know, established artists are that that's a very um, it's a very tough market to be in, you know, they, they're, they're looking for something very specific. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't really allow someone to be as artistic musically. If, if all you do is produce and you want to, you just want to sell songs, then obviously you want to figure out what the mold is and, 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 uh, fit into it so you can make some money. Um, I I would like to make some money eventually, but uh, but not not doing stuff um, that is sort of cookie cutter and uh, the 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 stuff that I'm doing is very um, it's it's sort of my own it's my own style it's my own sound and mm -hmm. um, so hopefully that'll catch on one day. If not, uh, it's just for me okay. <laughs> and my kids to listen to and Derek to sweat through. Now, speaking of Derek, I'm gonna throw this one at him first, and then hey. because this one is kind of for both of you, and I know the answer. But awake and begin would like to know how you guys met and how you came up with the idea for the podcast. Oh yeah, take it away, Derek. Nom. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Derek. We, everyone. <laughs> He's we, we we served together. always contributing. We served together in Nom. Um, right. Or was it Korea? We I were never, in the shit together. I never can remember. <laughs> Charlie was all over the place. Um, I'm still a bit I, PTSD I, from the whole experience. <laughs> from the podcast or the war? <laughs> Both. Both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we can complete each other's sandwiches. Um, uh, the year was... Eric's a big Frozen fan. The year was 2000... <laughs> Eight? Yep. Yeah. Thank Eight. you, Tim. <laughs> That's great. Jesus, I didn't know that, so good on you guys. Good job. Um, I received an email one day from one Brian Green that said, I told oh, you, yes. that I said, that said, I told you never to contact me here. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, we were, um, Steve, who started doing this show with us, this podcast with us, and I were doing a show for, for Fox, um, about Terminator the Sericana Chronicles, which we've established that Brian was on 12 years ago. And, um, stop it. Is that, are you looking out the window and yelling at kids when or are you talking to me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, wipe clean the 12 year reference. Yeah. It's, is that, that's not right. Is that it? doesn't make me feel very no, good. No, it's not. So, um, we had received, several emails from like the writers and cause we were working kind of closely, um, on the show. And, and one day I, I wanted to go back and look, it seems like 
you wrote in that a buddy of yours had directed a commercial that was airing during Terminator that directed like a Dodge Ram commercial or a, a, a yeah, no. okay. Well, I just made no. this up completely. No, the uh, so one of the episodes, um, was I think it, I think it was what was the one where I went to the military school with uh, with John and um, again, and, 12 years, and I was posing as uh, as a lieutenant or something there, and so I ended up teaching a class, and I was uh, that episode was sponsored by Dodge. So that was uh, there's there's the Dodge reference okay. right there. Well, you were just a bit off. Off. But go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm usually your stories. Off. Your stories are always uh, they're always interesting to hear because they're they're uh, and they're, now, they're not uh, they're not as as and, correct as as you you would hope they are. Well, then we're but gonna, go ahead. We're going to let you finish then. Go right, <laughs> no, go right we're in. not. No, you're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> Shut up. You don't patronize <laughs> me, asshole. You emailed and said, "Hey." I don't know. You, I can't remember. You just emailed the show. I don't know if you were listening yeah. or what What prompted the email. I had never listened to a podcast before, and I had heard from someone about this one. And like I said, you know, Sarah Connor was the first, was, was one of the things that I had done that I was really, I was really proud of. Like, I was a big fan of the franchise and of the films and all of that. And, um, and so I would listen to the podcast at that point literally there were like three podcasts it was the the <laughs> there 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 were so few and um and so i sent you guys an email just saying that hey i'd listened to it and and i thought the podcast was was really good i thought you guys were doing a great job and i assumed that was going to be it <laughs> cut to I could cut go to back. here i am and slap the <laughs> shit out of myself. <laughs> right. We, we oh, invited, hindsight. We invited you on. Well, no, the, then you went on Smallville and you got presented with a friendship contract. Well, no. So, so first I got an email back from, was it you or was it from Steve? It was me. Yeah, it was me. From you. Um, I was like, this guy, thinks, saying, this guy thinks he was on, it's acting like he was on 90210. I don't believe a word. Right. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. So, so Derek sent me an email and he was like, Hey, thanks. You know, thanks. Uh, would you ever consider coming on, on the show? Um, and, and talking about your character and an episode and whatever. And, uh, and I, I wrote back and I said, absolutely. And, and so I did, uh, I called in and did, um, a, an interview sort of with the two of them. We talked about it and then, uh, Okay, so I've hijacked your story enough. No, you you go ahead, Derek. You came on. You continue and on. Then, but then, yeah. sometime later, as Tim has already prefaced, you um, you got a text from me one day. We, we stayed in touch after that. I think you were actually yes. like the last episode of, of that podcast, too. Or you were one of the last episodes before the show ended. Hmm. Um, very abruptly, because it should not have right. ended. So, much like your death on the show, very abrupt. <laughs> um. Was it like the next to last episode where you get shot in the head and for like that entire? Yeah, it, the, it was the, the second to last the, because the last one. Then I was in the future. Right, the rest of the half of that episode and the next and the first half of, uh, or pretty much the entire duration of the series finale. You're like, I can't believe they killed him, and yeah. then you come out there at the end of the shadows yeah. with the 
Yeah. With the dog and with the... Uh, in the tunnels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, flash forward, we, we, we stay in touch. Sometime later, I, I shoot you a text and say, Hey, heard you're going to be on Smallville. I don't think you had actually signed the contract yet when you yeah, got no, the I hadn't. text from me. Yeah. <laughs> and... <coughs> And I had no idea that you and Steve were doing the podcast for that show. Yeah. I, I like, I I had no idea. And when you reached out, I was like, "Oh shit, small world, that's crazy." Yeah. Um. Yeah. A buddy, a buddy of mine at Warner Brother texted me and said, "Your, your buddy Brian's going to be on. It's going to be playing Metallo." And I was like, "That's a good get." I'm going to text him. And you literally, <laughs> you literally text me back like, "Are you in the room?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I have no knowledge of this. So years go by. Uh. You you do Smallville twice, three times, I guess. Three times. Three times, and they replaced him with the body double. Was it three? Well, you were in. No, th- I think it was just two. You were in wasn't two back to back episodes. So. Like, oh, okay. They. You, oh, was that was that time. for the uh, that was for the uh, the 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 birth of Metallo? Yeah, before that was a two episode. Yeah, before no. you get hit by was the it? truck. Yeah, yeah, it was a two episode. I liked. I liked. I really liked that episode. It was a good episode. Episodes. Yeah, the second one. Moving on. Yeah, the, 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 the when they brought you back later that year, it was a little that wasn't as good as an episode. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and then because I don't know if it was because cost, but in the penultimate episode, Metallo was there as a body double. Some other rando was playing him. But. Again, Brian back in the shadows had to be played by a body. I uh, I'm assuming that happened because I talked so much crap about the second episode well, no you weren't the only one there was like a whole big team of villains in the shadows or something but oh really yeah and then you were in the comic but i don't know if you got paid for your likeness we might need to talk to someone about that but oh was it was it my likeness in the comic uh, yeah. uh somewhat it's pretty spot on <laughs> Big enough where they couldn't get sued but oh okay nice so, okay. So, anyway, this has become the longest drawn out <laughs> question ever, and it wasn't my fault this time. Um, like 2015, I I texted you and was like, "Hey, let's do a podcast. Let's let's just let's, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, it let's, was ha- let's have fun with it and 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 do something different and 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 get you out there." Yeah, he. Uh, I got I got the the text and and he said, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast?" I was like, nope. <laughs> he was like, do you want to do one? We, uh, Steve and I were talking about it. We figured we'd, we'd call it with Brian Austin Green, and we would just talk about all the stuff that uh, that you have done and, you know, and all the people you know and the experiences you've had. And I was like, okay, I'm a narcissist, so that's perfect. <laughs> I love talking about myself. Um, well, interesting you say the narcissism question because <clears throat> or statement because the next question is, Art, Rock, and Evil, I hope I pronounced that right, wants to know why you guys are so self-deprecating on podcasts, or is that a put-on persona, or are you that way all the time? <coughs> Derek? Brian? <laughs> <laughs> why do you hand that to me? <laughs> okay, one, two, three, um, answer at the same time. <laughs> okay, no, I'll, okay, I'll go. Yeah. Fucking dick. You're Thank taking you. you're taking the first you're you're taking it first the next time. Um so uh I uh I personally am self-deprecating because I uh, I think 
I think that that's something that people have lost touch with. People take themselves way too seriously and they take life way too seriously. And, and at some point you, you have to, I, I fuck with people enough that I sort of feel like, well, I should fuck with myself just as much. So people don't feel attacked by me. They feel like, Oh, that's just the way he is. Like he, you know, he talks shit to me, but he talks shit about himself also. So it's not, it's, it's not attacking me personally. That's just the way he is. Um, and now, and, and now, I mean, I've done, I've done enough stupid shit that being self-deprecating is pretty fucking easy for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy laughing at myself and, and stupid things that I've done or said or do or say. Um, I think it's fun. I, you know, it's, it, it, why not? It, it's, mm. instead of getting defensive about it. Um, we all just need to laugh at ourselves sometimes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it accomplishes anything. I don't, I don't think people, uh, you know, I think, I think people when they get defensive and, and they, they sort of come at life from that place, it's really, uh, they really shortchange themselves of the experience of like being wrong about shit or being stupid about something or being, you know, being narrow minded about stuff. And, and, um, I think it's good to just sort of open yourself up to it all and like admit when you were wrong or when you were stupid or when you didn't listen very well or, or when you wish you had done something different. And, because then you acknowledge that you did that and you and you uh you want to grow from that you want to you you want to expand your your horizons and your future and you want to you want to change yeah you're just human always learning yeah Next question. i think wait, wait wait no i want i want derek to answer that <laughs> oh okay no, derek you're not getting off that fucking easy um, i see you i see you like shying away from the mic going okay next question perfect no it's fine i I'm going to, I'm going to give Brian some credit, which is something I don't normally do. Um, <laughs> Thanks. It, it has taken me a long, I, I'm a screw up in, in a lot of regards, <laughs> in a lot of regards. Um, and, 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 and it, it's taken 35 years for me to not care what people think about me. And I credit a lot of that to being around Brian so much over the last couple of years, but it's, but in, in sincerely, Humbling. This, in sincerely this year uh, of, of all just wanting to kind of break shackles and, 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 and be my own person and, and not put up fronts or anything like that. And I, I'm always, and I, I you know, I, it's a testament to Brian's life in front of the camera and uh, having to, not care what people think and I I, I, I I spent so much of my lifetime caring what people think about me and trying to be a certain way and, and stuff like that and it's it's very nice to begin to not feel that way so so having your your friendship has done a lot for me in that regard of just not trying to put on airs or or be somebody I'm not um, thanks man so thank you uh yeah so so the self-deprecating bit is is <laughs> therapeutic yeah <laughs> it's, it's fun. there's 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 a lot of fucking growth that yeah. comes out of it yeah. like there really is at the point when you when you don't take life 
so seriously and you and you open yourself up to making mistakes and learning you know in life you have this sort of the the energy that's around you and the flow of it and it seems like when you take things too seriously sometimes uh everything becomes stagnant you sort of you get stuck in a cycle of uh of everything just sort of uh, rotating around you and you're, and you're, you're worrying about so much and sort of when you just let it all go and you don't give a shit so much about, about that aspect of life, you really open that energy. It's sort of like opening up windows, you know, you allow things to flow again and it's, uh, it's good. It's been, it's been really huge for me, like, uh, to, to not, to not care what other people say or, or, or do, um, is, is really it, it it uh i feel so much lighter like my energy is just so much it's so much easier going um i used to get really defensive with people because i felt like well i should be good at everything so if you're telling me that i'm not you know fuck you there's nothing wrong with me and it's like no there's that doesn't mean something's wrong with you that just means that that's just something that you're not fucking good at or you don't know so that's that that's sort of the point of life is like you, you learn stuff as you go. You know, I'm going to get real for a second is don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to get fake for a second. Is that, <laughs> is that something in the last nine months you've had to remind yourself of even more so? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, yeah, this situation of, uh, of the separation and everything and, and, um, you know, people, people on social media are uh, because they, they feel like they can hide behind their computers and stuff. They, they say really cruel and hurtful things. And I just got to the point where it was like, you know what? I can't, I can't let them be cruel and hurtful for me. Um, And instead of, instead of trying to uh, trying to figure out, uh, you know what what part i play in somebody's comments instead trying to figure out what makes somebody make the comments that they make um reverse it that way and it's it's become really fun for me like i'm really i'm really sort of becoming addicted to um okay that's a really shitty thing to say like so why would you say something like that like who you know why who hurt who, you yeah what like what point what what part of your life are you in where you feel like you have the right to say something like this to anybody? Not, I'm not going to make it personal about me at all. Like what, you know, why, why do you think you can say this to anyone? Like, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about it. And, and it's, you know, we've done a lot of that politically also uh, with the podcast. Like we, we really try and play the sort of middle ground and, um, and get people to, uh, to talk and I think that's, I think that's really important. I, I don't think people do enough of that. They don't do enough listening. Um, and, and then, and then really talking based on that, you know, it's some people make comments like they know facts. And as soon as I, as, as soon as I question like, Hey, so where did you get that information from? There's no answer because they didn't get it from anywhere. It's they, they're just sort of making up their own facts as they go. And yeah. as soon as you, as soon as you uh, hold people accountable for what it is they say and why they said it, then they realize, yeah, I don't, I, I don't I actually don't have any facts. Like this is, 
you know, I'm saying what I'm saying based on something I read in the Daily Mail or in, you know, some some tabloid somewhere. And and I have I wasn't in the room with either one of you. So I honestly have no idea what I'm talking about. I just I make a I just went back oh, and looked before we move on to the next one. I want to say um you 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 did I found the email from 2008 and it was Tony really? I did it was it was Tony Scott that directed the Ram commercials You say that in the um, email Oh yeah that's right I had forgotten that it was Tony Scott Yeah he directed Domino right. Yeah with you and right. uh, Ian in it Yeah Yeah okay So I just wanted so to make we sure were, so the stupid. episode was sponsored by Dodge and then these Dodge Ram commercials that were on air were directed by Tony. So that was the, that was the strange connection for me. Yeah. You're right. I totally forgot about that. I was really afraid I had some kind of fever dream there. I, I just assume you have fever dreams anyway. They're, they're all about <laughs> you they're, and you're shirtless in all of them. I have to right, say. Yeah. You're shirtless. And and we so, don't have I don't know. But, but it's not that. what you think. It's just me constantly <laughs> going, would you put on a damn shirt? <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I have no <laughs> so, Stephen Papadopoulos wants to know the bond you and Shannon have. Papadopoulos, where have I heard that name? Whoa, wait, wait. was that Webster? <laughs> Papadopoulos wasn't wasn't that the dad's name? <laughs> I think um, it was Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. Sorry. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead, Tim. Well, he wants to know the bond that you and Shannon have is really special. How did that come about? Um, I've been friends with Shannon for years. I was friends with Shannon way before 90210. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you can really create bonds like that with people. I think you either have them or you don't. And, and Shannon and I have always had the same sense of humor and really seen and really seen, you know, like seen things like seen eye to eye on, on a lot of stuff. Um, she's, she's a really fucking cool person. She's really smart. She's really funny. And, uh, and I, I love spending time with her and I love, I love knowing her. Um, so that's that. Okay, Jen Len Ben wants to know if you wrote an autobiography, what would you title it? Um, God, I'm stupid. <laughs> that's, that's what I'd title it. Okay. <laughs> I don't Thanks, know. Thanks, Jen. Jen wait, Jen helped with the with the live shows, right, Derek? Yeah, she was a huge part of why that event happened at all in Torrance. This one I don't know if you'll have any recollection to be able to answer, but Bry MCer. I hope I pronounced that correctly. He wants to know what storylines do you prefer for David Silver, high school, college, or adult? David Silver was the character you played on Beverly. Hills. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking. I don't really remember any of them. Okay, my son is at the door. Hold on a second. Uh, quarantine. <laughs> yes. Um, where we're oh we were talking about the show and what storylines I liked the best um, probably honestly I probably liked the high school storylines the best 
I liked playing David in the younger years. Um, it was sort of the most fun as the show progressed. Um, the character became more, more like myself. Like they used the writers used a lot of things from my personal life. The math. Yeah. Yeah. I had a big meth problem. Um, just doing college radio. Had to make, you know, I had to make sure and stay, stay awake during, during finals. Um, but, uh, it just, yeah, it just became so close to me that it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't, it, the, the lines became a bit blurred. And so it wasn't, I, I became a lot more self-conscious about what I was doing and what they were writing than, than in the beginning, because it was so, it was so different from myself. It was, it was just a lot more fun. Mm. Allie underscore please wants to know, is there a director you'd like to work with? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to work with Quentin. I, I think um, I think he's fun. I think he's a risk taker as a director. Uh, I, I really, he's an amazing writer. Um, I, I just think uh, I just think we'd have a lot of fun working together. He, I had a lot of fun working with Tony Scott, and he he reminds me of of Tony in a lot of ways. So, Jay Austin zero three zero six wants to know. If you weren't an actor, what would you want to be? A meth dealer. Um, I won't go back. I won't go backwards. (laughs) (laughs) I always said I would never sell drugs again. Um, I know what this episode's Photoshop is going to be. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, breaking breaking bad with, 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 uh, with Derek. Um, um, I, uh, I'd be, I'd be a drummer. I'd be doing music. Uh, I'd be, I'd be playing drums in, in some, some band. Um, that's, that's where I grew up doing. It's what my dad does. That's, that's what I know aside from, uh, aside from acting. Um, that's most likely what I'd be doing. We haven't talked about that much on the show, but obviously, yeah, you just said your dad being a drummer. I mean, that's obviously yeah. a huge influence yeah. uh, for you. Yeah, he was uh, he was touring with Glenn Campbell when I was born. Yeah. He, he, he was doing, uh, he played on Rhinestone Cowboy and, and uh, Southern Nights and all that stuff. So he was, he was touring when I was born and then he stopped touring um, and did more studio stuff. I know he worked with uh, he he worked on like some of the Doobie Brothers stuff and was and worked with like Frank Sinatra and all these really cool fucking people. Um, so I, I I went to school studying nothing but uh, but music. I I always assumed that I would be playing drums somewhere in something. I mean that's what I grew up watching. That's sort of what I knew and what I studied. And then acting just became. Uh, uh-huh it became such a steady gig for me and I was making such good money. It was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do this for a while. And yeah, then once you steamroll Jeremy Renner, <clears throat> it was all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Jeremy did you, Renner. Did you push Jeremy gosh off the bus or just under it? Did you? <laughs> That's, I, I love that you say that. I'm I've been so apologetic no. to Jeremy gosh. Jeremy gosh was the nicest guy in the world. Nicest I mean, guy in the I world. I mean, think about 
think about your Jeremy Gosh, and how many years has that been? You're 47. Yeah, it's been since elementary school. So, so 40 years, let's say. It's been four decades, and a guy from Mississippi finds you out of the blue and says, hey, you remember when you used to ride the bus with Brian Green? We've yeah. got a great inside joke. <laughs> yeah. And I'd love it if you'd film a video for him. I, I love the fact that he did. Yeah. It was, that was really fucking I, I just love that awesome. there was no... Like it was a paragraph description of the situation. It wasn't like this is weird. It was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> okay, we're halfway done. We only have ten left. Eminem three eleven wants to know what is your favorite memory with each member of the original nine zero two one zero cast. That's a bit of a weird one. You can thunder dome it if you want. My goodness, what is my favorite memory of each person from the cast? Yep. Um, In chronological order, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. In order that you met them. Yes. Um. Jeez. Oh, Starting alphabetically. Yeah, right, yeah. And you have 10 seconds for each one. Gabrielle, and, go. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite memory of each one. I mean, the the situation was so, was so crazy. Um, I think just doing, just living that experience and that life with those people was, uh, it, it was sort of a, a cast memory because we were all, we were all forced in this, into this situation that nobody aside from us could possibly understand, um, or relate to. So, it, it created a bond that we had sort of like, uh, you know, plane crash victims. Um, they, they really relate to each other because they were all on the same plane. They were all in the same experience and nobody else will outside of that experience will, uh, will share that experience with them in so, the same way. So being on that two one Oh was like being on lost. <laughs> I have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> right on a very special episode <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah okay. yeah that's my answer <laughs> hollywood hippie wants to know what is your favorite part about being such a hands-on dad and what in your experience is the hardest part of being a parent that's uh, not um Um, I think my favorite experience of being a dad is, is reliving life again through my kids' eyes and being able to sort of have control of that a little bit. It's really, it's, it's really fun when like holidays come up and things come up and, and it's up to me to now make them as magical as they can be. And, uh, and to be able to do that is really, is really cool. So it just, just sort of experiencing life again from their eyes, you know, cause you get, you get older and you get a bit, a bit jaded as to like, Oh yeah, I've seen all this. Like, I, you know, I've, I've built stuff out of wood. I've gone camping. I've done, and, and everything is new and exciting for them. And so you get to, 
relive that again with them, which is really, it's really special. And you, and you now have a chance to make the experience as special as possible. Um, which is, which is really cool. You don't, you don't realize how, how fun that will be until you're a parent and then you get to do it and you realize like, Oh, I can make, I can make this holiday as cool as I want to make it for them. Um, I want to make the experience as memorable as possible for them, whether it's birthday parties or it's Halloween or it's Christmas or it's the Easter or the tooth fairy or any of that. Like you, you are sort of, you get to create the world for them and the, the experience for them. And then aside from that, just the, the love that, that you get from them on a, on a daily basis. Um, it's, uh, they, they just, they, kids love you no matter what. I mean, I, I always say to people like, you know, my kids call me daddy and they mean it. Like I'm really, it's really crazy sometimes to, to compare it to like when you were a child and you, uh, the, the relationship that I have with my dad and, and he's still, he, will always be my dad and there's something there's something to realizing that you are in that same position for somebody else and that i will forever be their father that is really um it's really special and uh and i want to do nothing but protect them as much as possible and and i want them to know how loved they are and that no matter what they do um I'm here for him. I guess the hardest part then would be like seeing them hurt or upset or. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, the hard, the hard part for me that I've sort of learned throughout the years is that, yeah, that's, that's really difficult, but at the same time, you don't necessarily as a, as a parent, you don't necessarily want to interfere in in what their like life path or journey is supposed to be. Um, you, you just want to make it the best you can make it as far as you're part of it. And then, and then the rest of it is what it is. You know, I can, I can try and be protective about uh, friends they have at school or certain situations and, and, and all of that. But, you know, a lot of it is, is it's just their path in life. Um, you know, this, this situation is what that, that I'm going through now, um, is, is something that they're just meant to go through. Um, and, and so it's my, I kind of feel like it's my job just to make it the best experience it can be. I've talked a little bit about, um, separation and and the idea you know with the kids of like okay well it's not i can't act like separation is not going to affect them because it is but it's it's up to me how it affects them um it's up to me how i want that experience to be for them whether i want it to be real uh real toxic and 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 real tough on them or i want it to be the best it can possibly be 
uh, as far as experiences. So they look back on it and they go, yeah, you know, it's, uh, that, that happened, but it wasn't, it wasn't our experience. It wasn't bad for us. Uh, you know, I've got one of my really good friends growing up, his parents were separated and they, and I would go back and forth between the two houses with him. And, um, and that experience was, was always a real positive one. He always had a real great relationship with each parent. They had a good relationship together. They, they weren't, uh, they, they weren't confrontational with each other. It wasn't ever awkward. Um, and so it was always a really fun experience. We would go back and forth between the two houses and, and, uh, and it was cool. It was, it was a totally different experience at each house and, uh, and the parents got along great and it was, we had a lot of fun doing it. So uh, it's, I, I, I want it to be as much of the same for them as possible. I'll be your, ju- I'll be your juxtaposition on that. <laughs> Yeah, of, of of growing up not having that that family unit and raising kids now and and but at the same time trying to do the exact same thing make make everything good for them. Yeah. Um. In spite of you know not that I had some terrible childhood or anything like that, but I you know I my my dad left when I was seven, and um. You know I want I want my kids to have everything everything that they can possibly the cra- the crazy thing though Derek is that you know you don't you realize at one point that you don't have the control over life the way you thought you did oh god no um no. And, and so you realize like okay I can make I can make life the best that I can but you know, that life is always going to be changing and manifesting itself in different ways. Right. And it's always going to be different experiences. So it's at the end of the day, it's all going to be about how I handle that experience and, and make it, uh, and, and make, you know, make, make it for them. Um, Cause you're there still at the age and, and mine too, obviously Wesley being nine and the twins being so young that it's, life is what you present them. They see it happening to you. Right. So you have to, yeah. you know, it's not necessarily happening to to them so much. I mean, having having it's been really weird having to watch Wesley go back to school these last couple yeah. weeks and have to wear a mask and have to do all this and, yeah, and I bet. In, in the mindset of where we are in the world right now and, and her having to experience that, well I'm well I I'm not even experiencing it. Right. So, you know, her coming home and telling me, you know, that they you know, just the the ridiculous things she hears throughout the day or, or you know, right. that has to, you know, that you can't go use the water fountain anymore and stuff that's just the norm. Right. So it's been pretty, yeah. pretty awe-inspiring having to watch this through a nine-year-old's eyes. Yeah, for sure. I don't have children, so I have no perspective. <laughs> <laughs> right on. At least you're honest, Tim. But you're still in the game. <laughs> Good on you. Next one from Samuel's son, Robin. What do your tattoos represent, and why did you get each one? Oh well, I got uh, one back here. That no, <laughs> right. My my tramp stamp really <laughs> really represented the time in my life when I was I was going through some growth. Meth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? My tattoos they they each represent all sorts of different things. Um, that were very personal for me at the time. Um, 
my my oldest son, my you know my my last name, my my family lineage, uh, Megan's signature, all sorts of all sorts of things. They all they all represent different things for me. Um, I I don't necessarily want to share all of those things. Um, no one's business, but your. How many do you what have? What was that, Tim? I mean, some of them, the more personal ones, there's no one's business but yours anyway, so. Good on you, Tim. It's a good perspective. How many Thank do, you. How many do you have? Were you None of your that? business, Derek. God damn. <laughs> One. Oh, shit, I have to count them. One, your, two, three. Take your shoes off. It means you have to take your shirt off. Take your shirt there, off. Take it off. Oh, six, seven, eight, nine, like nine or ten. I still say I'm gonna get one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you when I get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that because I'll make you get something ridiculous. <laughs> I'll make you I'll make you get like your glasses tattooed on your face. So no matter what, <laughs> you always have your glasses on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Elma underscore WKW. What's the one thing you miss the most from the start of pandemic and lockdown? Uh I don't miss anything. <laughs> Fucking liar. That's bullshit. I haven't, as, as an introvert, I have not hated this this much. <laughs> I have. I have. So here, so, <laughs> so <laughs> funny enough for me, because I'm not, I'm not a, I don't have a, like an amazing social life. Um, but my social life is. Uh, the Daily Mail says otherwise, if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Daily Mail shows all these pictures <laughs> of you out and about. Um, so my social life is uh, is restaurants or coffee shops. Uh, you know, talking to um, waiters or waitresses or or baristas. So to not have that, um, my my social life was already so limited. To not be able to do that, then I felt like okay, now I've got nothing. Um, See, I was done with restaurants after two years ago when our waiter became violently ill. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I that's it for me that. in restaurants. Right, yeah. I am done. Yeah. Out. That was, yeah, Tim, we were, uh, we were doing the, the live podcast the, 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 first, the first year in, in Atlanta. I remember. Yep, I heard that was Bill the Waiter. <laughs> yeah, Bill. Bill? For, yeah, Derek made up his name. I, I, it wasn't Bill. It I'm, was something I'm, like that. I'm but, sorry. Uh, your waiter, Bill, has become violently <laughs> ill. Did we need to know that? Like, <laughs> your, your waiter, Bill, has stepped out for the rest of the day. <laughs> now, you got a salad, right? <laughs> Four hours ago. We got, we got a meeting with some knights and horses in an hour. We got to go. We got to speed this along. Uh, Tim, Tim, you were there. You remember. <laughs> I that was a fun there. trip. I was there. I wasn't for Bill, but no, be yeah. glad you weren't there for Bill. Robin nine five six two wants to know what are some of your favorite activities to do when you have me time? And to that, I say your father with three kids at home. So I don't know what they expect you to say, but um, yeah, me me time is it depends. Me time with the kids. Um, we swim a lot. Um, I have a trampoline at the house, so we jump on that a lot. Um, we try and play outside as much as possible. Um, and then 
when I'm by myself, when the kids are with Megan, I, uh, I'm into activities. So like I try and, uh, you know, I try and get out and do stuff and uh, like I'm building this chicken coop right now and I'm having a blast doing it. Um, I'm sorry, what? I'm building a chicken coop. A chicken right coop? Yeah. So the chicken, so I had it, I have a chicken coop currently that, uh, that was it was a gazebo that uh, that I just sort of wrapped in um, in in chicken wire um, to make sure that you know coyotes couldn't get in or raccoons or anything like that that the chickens were safe worked out well until uh, the squirrels in my neighborhood realized that uh, there was easy food to eat in there and and water to drink and so now I'll go up to the chicken coop and sometimes there'll be eight squirrels in there all the food will be gone all the water will be gone and they look at me like hey what's up man hey food's hey gone like they so so now i'm building a chicken coop Refill. from scratch yeah yeah hey bill was just here you missed him yes. <laughs> um, so uh so i yeah i'm now building a chicken coop from scratch for the purpose of building it to keep out everything and and for the chickens to be safe and fed and and watered, um, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun. I you know I I've had a lot of uh, like remodeling, construction work done on on my homes, and uh, and I really enjoy it. But I've never I've never built anything to the scale of what I'm building now. Like I I had to I've had lumber delivered. Um, I did sink posts and, and make sure that they were leveled. And, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's uh, I'll be doing that again later once this is done. Um, is it like a kit or you, or no, no, I'm building it from scratch. I, I actually you. posted a picture of what I built so far. Oh. Apparently you don't, you don't, you no longer follow me. Derek. I'm not on social media. Were you shirtless in the picture? No, 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 no. I'm not even in the picture. It's oh. literally just of a chicken coop. Were you shirtless taking the picture? Why you have some sort of weird <laughs> obsession with me being shirtless? You wanted me to be shirtless it for, just, for it this just episode. Seems to happen a lot. It just you want a, you want a shirtless picture of me building stuff. Um, Nobody said I wanted these things. <laughs> I well, I don't know. You you don't you put that evil, them quite a few times. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? I don't I don't want any part. There of we that. go. See, so that'll be that'll be the picture for this week's episode: is me building something shirtless and Derek hiding behind something with binoculars out from behind the <laughs> right stalking me yeah. well then okay so yeah. again, Tim, tim's that. like i did not yeah. sign on for any of this yeah welcome tim <laughs> forever once again thank you for doing this this will forever change your life yeah. um how's your fish tank doing that's the my, next one my fish tank is gone i um in moving i realized you know what i don't want to move a fish tank so, um, so I, uh, I donated the fish tank. Um, so the fish tank is now, is now gone. I will get another fish tank at some point. Uh, I just don't have one currently. Alex Voloso 39 wants to know what it was like dealing with fame growing up. Well, I, you know, it was, um... <laughs> right. Go ahead, Derek. You take this one. Just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of meth. <laughs> 
and thank you, Derek. In therapy. So I'll, I'll be I'll be answering this one from here on out. I was at the Viper um, Room every night. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know what fame is? So fame has changed a lot. Um, when I was younger, it was teen magazines, and there were there were like three paparazzi in town, and and there were like nine kid actors, and we knew all the all the photographers' names, and um, it was it was different. I mean, you got to think like when I was a kid, the internet didn't even exist, so it was the only information that people knew about you is what they would read in teen magazines, which you would do interviews for. Um, now information has changed a lot. Um, people, people have access to so much more, um, more gossip and, and, and people sort of write and create these stories. Um, so fame was, I don't want to, I don't want to seem too old and say it was a, a simpler time, but it was a simpler time. <laughs> Deanna Roslin wants to know what's the best joke that you've ever played on someone or that someone played on you. And then conversely, what's the worst? <laughs> um, back when I was working with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. doing, doing uh, the show Freddie, we used to mess with each other all the time. And so I would, you know, we had these, we had these sort of quick changes where it was like, okay, we had to, we had to get in and change real quick because we had the audience waiting for us and we had to get ready for the next scene. And so I would have wardrobe do things like sew the bottom of his pant legs together. So when he would, when he would have to put on pants, he couldn't get his feet through the pant legs because they were sewn together and he couldn't figure out why at first. Um, and, uh, and then he would, he would do things in, in response to that. So we, it, it became sort of, practical jokes like crazy on each other i think i think the best prank that was ever played on me that backfired was um i enhancing we you we were yeah we were we were doing a photo shoot and and so i had a bathing suit on and Ian thought it'd be funny while we were playing volleyball to pants me not realizing oh hey he's got a bathing suit on that's probably not the best idea and so he pants me and uh, I had a bathing suit, no underwear on underneath. Mm. And he, he pants me and, uh, and. It ended up backfiring on him. Yeah, it did backfire on him. I did love that the four or five days I was on set in Vancouver, you, and I don't know if this is something you used to do on the old show or not. You would constantly take the backing of his seat <laughs> oh. No, that was. <laughs> I it that was, never failed to make something you I just did in Vancouver for like, some reason. You would skateboard by and just, just rip it off and keep going. So, so I and if is, you don't, if you're not familiar with director chairs, when you take that fabric off, the whole chair just falls apart. <laughs> yeah, the the arm the arms just sort of fold down. Um, uh, and that was that was just something at that point that I, I messed with Ian and I just did it. Uh, I did it incessantly. Cause I, I, it was funny for me. So yeah, I would, I would, whenever possible, I would remove the, the back of his, uh, of his seat, the, the name portion of his seat and I would just lay it down, but I would never say that I did it. 
in 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 hopes that he would think that somebody else there just didn't like him. He would get so <laughs> would mad. <laughs> like there was one time I don't remember if it was the night shoot or what, but I was I was in the chairs, and they called you to set. You ripped it off and kept it like just took it off in one motion as you stood up, stood up and walked off, and and Ian's coming back because they don't need him right now and immediately comes back in and I'm just the one sitting there, and of course he already knows me by this point thankfully but he just looks at me and I'm like I swear to God I didn't do that. he's like this has been happening for weeks who did this okay I, was yeah. like, it was, I don't know but it wasn't me I love I love that Tim finds our story so. Boring. <laughs> no, I'm just. He has literally no reaction at all. <laughs> He's like, let's just move this, it's man. Just... No, I was just. Thanksgiving's coming up. I got a base butter broil. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff to do. I never should have agreed to do this. Well, no comment there. But, uh, <laughs> an ultimate question from Alla714 wants to know why did you put on a shirt? The question we all want to know. I wish I never brought up the stupid shirt. But <laughs> Why did I put on a shirt when? I, they don't specify. I don't know, Derek. Why did you ask? I didn't ask this. I have nothing to. Do. I've made one comment, one, I, one podcast, one time. I was like, "Do you have one? Do you have a shirt?" That was it. It's become a bit now. Apparently, <laughs> I would prefer to go move back to the printing cheese era of bits and move away from shirtless Brian. I'm putting on a shirt. <sighs> Whatever, man. You complained about it. Don't be upset now that everybody's asking questions. Like, why Why did you want a shirt? Um, so what... <laughs> here's, here's a good segue. Shirts available online at shop.withbackpod.com. Yeah, you there you go. Yeah, you can, you can get your own yeah, you podcast get, shirt. Get your own podcast shirt with one-star reviews. I'm, I'm going to start wearing those shirts that are airbrushed just torsos. So even when I'm wearing a shirt, it looks like I have no shirt on. That's a look, yeah. Yeah, you, you won't end up look. on TMZ at all, right, walking yeah. around like that. <laughs> he he was shirtless, but he was wearing a mask. So thankfully, it's a good idea. Yeah. Or you could wear a tuxedo shirt. They say you're classy, but you like to party. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like like those shirts where it's just a it's you with a necktie on. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get a couple of those. And then this is the final question, which I guess is directed. This was okay. So this episode, I was expecting it to only take like 15 minutes based on the limited amount of, of uh, listeners that we have, but it's been an hour. This is only like a fourth of the questions too, but. Oh, really? All right. And then the final question is. I I want to know what didn't make the cut. (laughs) (laughs) The ones that Uh, just didn't, didn't happen. Would you like, to expand on the podcast career i don't know what they mean by career that implies you get paid but no is this your question (laughs) right um who sent this uh (laughs) i don't really want to say because it has a politically incorrect term in their handle but i don't know okay fair enough (laughs) thanks tim um so just no that's it (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, you know what? I like the fact that the podcast is what it is. I like the fact that we have no corporate sponsors and we have nobody to answer to or, or wait, worry wait, about. Wait, 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 say or, that again. Say that again about corporate sponsors. Do that again. 
What that we have no corporate sponsors? Yeah, say that you like the fact that we have no corporate sponsors. Go. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh why did this not the no, recording just, mess just, up or just something? Just say it. Just oh. say it. Just say it. Yeah, no, I like the f- I like the fact that we have no corporate. <laughs> as as Derek sips a soda, um, I like the fact that we have nobody to answer to that we, that we have no that we have no rules um, that we just sort of get to do what it is we do, or or so I think. So uh, no, I like I like the fact that that's that we. We do this for our own amusement um, and our, our eight listeners' amusement. Um, this is fun. This, this podcast has been, has been fun for me. I don't, I don't want to speak about it like this is the last episode or like um, this is some sort of send-off. Um, well, you never know. But it's I been a good time. Up, but... What was that? You never know. Having me on Kill the Show. So. <laughs> All right. Hey, if if we haven't already done it, you you being on the show is not going to do it. Because <laughs> I mean, we've li- I've literally for three years tried to end this show, and and it won't. It doesn't seem to end. It just continues to to uh, to promote itself and bring in more more listeners. And we've 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 upped yearly from seven to eight to nine, and then we went back down to eight. And so now we've balanced out. You found. I just want to know where you're, where you're getting your metrics from. What, you found, what numbers are you seeing? Listen, man. Listen, man. Guts are. You know, I don't. I. I, I just don't believe in science. I follow my gut. My gut <laughs> oh, always no, tells no. me somebody's going to clip that, and it'll get taken way out of context. <laughs> Brian Green said he doesn't believe in science. He's much like George W. He's. Much, <laughs> he's. He's much like uh, Stephen Colbert's roast on. Um, for roast of George W. Oh my gosh. Ah, that was the best moment. It was amazing. Um, Hey, we're out of uh smag hats too. So I have some more. more. I'll send them to you. you gotta, yeah. You got to sign those and, and yeah. we'll get them back up on the website. I'll have to sign uh, like 20 more and get them to you. Right. For, uh, before November gets here. <laughs> All right. Fine. Fair enough. Um, it's shop dot with what? What's the link, Tim? Tim Turn. What's the link to the store? Uh, shop dot with bagpod. Shop dot with bagpod dot com, where you can get your smag hats. Also, your uh, your live show merch from or last just year. Or the normal site. There's a link there. So, or you can go to the normal site. There's a link there. Mister Papadopoulos was uh, was Webster's. That was Webster. That was yeah. Webster. Yeah. I had to, yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. That's a deep cut. Yeah, I've got. I have one of those memories where I don't remember the important shit, but all the ridiculous facts, like a fucking so steel your, trap. Your journey, your Bodie. I got them all. Your journey, your Bodie. I want to say Mr. <laughs> Papadopoulos. <laughs> I love that I was correct. That was Webster's dad. We Fuck. want to thank Tim for all his hard work and compiling. Thank you, Tim. Yes, he works really hard. He he keeps the uh, the social media running, the the shop running, the I don't know if there's many sales, but he he oversees all of that. So thank you, Tim. He's the best. He's the best. You can find us online with Bagpod dot com at with Bagpod on Instagram. Brian, thank Austin. you for uh, thank you for sending in your questions and for yeah. giving us something to talk about. Is there something really fascinating happening out the window? I mean, you just keep 
longingly looking at you. Are you looking at the chicken coop like, man, I can't wait to get back. The chicken out there. coop is there, and then the squirrels are oh. the squirrels are buzzing around it. Like, hey, what is oh, this? I'm gonna be shirtless soon, back out there <laughs> on the chicken coop. I can't wait. Just can't wait. All right, thanks everybody. This was episode 85, Brian. 85. That's crazy. I can't believe we've done 85 of these. 15 ridiculous more to things. 100. So you got to be we've, thinking. About- we've wasted 85 hours of people's time. You got to be thinking about what 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 you want for a hundred. At a hundred, I say we'd call it quits. <laughs> at a at a hundred, we 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 do we do the lost send off, and we we say that this was all a dream. The whole thing. We were in purgatory yeah. the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you think you've been listening to these, but, but <laughs> all been asleep. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually in hell, and and you've had to listen to 85 hours. Thanks, everyone. Of Brian Austin Green and Derek Russell. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Say goodnight, Tim. Night, Tim. (laughs) Nice. Well done. Like a baby.